Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend, day two. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind of badass. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of From the Tips. It is me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-host, Rick Landis. Rick, how you doing? Good, buddy. We're back in front of our uh, computers, no longer together for this one, but uh, last week was fun. Yes, it was. Sorry, my uh, audio just got switched up on me somehow. Uh, let me try to get it back real quick. Uh, you got it. Um, yeah, the um, <laughs> I guess we talked about last week like it wasn't just friday you know it uh it does feel a bit weird to record on thursday night and then just turn around and re record again on a monday but we're just back on schedule at this point um but i had a good time last time and you know you get some of you guys actually watch the live stream some of you are following up on the video so you know uh, if that's something that you guys would like to continue to see we could probably do it and do it better uh, moving uh, forward that was just kind of uh something on a whim that we thought we might try and if you guys like it, we'll keep doing it. I think it might be fun. Who knows? Um, how's the how's the mic doing? It's not working. Was well, it just not being registered as a device? Yeah. What? Let me try this other one. Yeah, I was gonna it say. might be the bedazzledness of this one. That's, that's they uh, you know, you come from a podcasting household, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have two mics at all times. Got to have the one. Uh, one much more successful than the other, but we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we don't got to we don't got to know about that. What is going on right now? I need I a new know. computer. That's what that's what I need. That's for, I mean you needed a new computer. That's been Santa, that's been something. <laughs> Santa bring me a new computer. I literally there we go. I think I'm back on. Oh yeah, it um, sounds better. I literally started up my computer at like 5:55 and wasn't able to log on to Zoom until like 6:05. Oh my god! <laughs> it took ten minutes to get Zoom open. Very slow. Very technology, slow. baby. I tell you what, when that goes, it's over. <laughs> have you have you like have you thought of like trying to like clear out some of the the RAM space on there? Or? Yeah, I know how to do that. Totally. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> totally know. Totally know what RAM is. Let me just clear that up real quick. I'll be back in a, in a jiffy. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you said I'll be back in a jiffy can confirm to me that you have no idea how to do any of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, we, we don't shy away from old age here on this podcast. We uh, we steer right into the skid. Um, but yeah, last week was a good time. I I enjoyed it. it seems yeah, like I had a, I had a blast. You liked it. Um. Well, Rick, how was your weekend? Yeah, you were at a wedding, which is super cool. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good time. Um, we did another road trip for one of Gina's uh, Disney friends. Road trip, uh, so We were out in Virginia this time. So uh, just, again, just farther than than I've ever been for a wedding. Um, That's not true. It was good, in Iowa. Well, yeah, but besides that. Land um, of the corn. Land of the corn. No, it was really nice, though. They um They had this lodge that I guess opened up kind of recently. And they literally, like, apparently this is, like, one of the first weddings they've done there. And they rented out the entire lodge for the wedding. So, like, we all had rooms in this lodge. And literally our room was upstairs 
and the reception and everything was right downstairs. Oh, that's so that made it that perfect. made it amazing at the yeah. end of the night after I had way too much to drink. Because then you could just be like, and I'm just gonna go upstairs and go to bed. Sunday was like a huge hangover day. Um, the whole ride home was not Been fun. There. Oh yeah, uh, never, but, is. never. Is. Yeah, it's just it's, it was rough. I mean, I was I was I was tanking some blue moons all night. That was oh uh, no, this is so heavy too. Yeah, oh. I know they did. So they had the they had the blue moons, and I was like, I'm not gonna not drink blue moons if right. Were. Yeah. Um, and then they didn't have liquor at the wedding. It was the only beer and wine. So we actually grabbed a few shooters at the at the liquor store on our mm-hmm. way up, and did a few shots while we were there. And then after the wedding, whenever then it was like over and everyone was just hanging out at the lodge, uh, we cracked open a few bottles of wine. So I just had like so much to drink. Damn, um, dude. Yeah. You haven't drank like that since college. That's like I haven't I don't even know if I ever drank like that in college. <laughs> like I remember I was just going. I remember tequila day. Oh, that tequila was the... <laughs> I would have slept. I would have slept through the entire day if I was able to. I like if you didn't have work at five p.m. I honestly think you would have slept the entire. I would have. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gotten out of bed until the next day if I didn't. You didn't move. It it took Gina being like Rick. You have to go to work. Yeah, that was that was a bad day. This is probably like a close. This is not a close second, but it's probably a second to that. uh, Yeah, I definitely. um, It was Uncle. It was Ellie's Uncle Ralph's birthday on Saturday, and yeah, I kind of got after it a little bit. Can't can't lie. But here's the thing when, you know, you, when it's me, I don't, I don't mix too often. So I feel like my hangovers are less highlighted. It's when mm-hmm. you just start mixing alcohols, it goes downhill so fast. Yeah. So yeah, fast. It was tough. It's hard, uh, it's hard yeah. to not do at a wedding though. It's hard to just True. stick to one. The well, yeah, because time. especially the groom was coming around afterwards and he was like, shot of whiskey, anyone? And you're not going to say no to the groom. You know yeah, what right? I mean? You're not, like, like what? The whiskey was just absolutely disgusting. And probably the reason that I was as hungover as I was, but you're not gonna not you're not gonna say no to the groom. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're not. Uh, you're oh, not also, a- Gina tried the it's for the bride, and she cut a whole line of people waiting to get alcohol. Genius, genius. <laughs> she, genius. she tried it, and it worked like a charm. She was like, "Hey guys, it's for the bride. Can I get up there?" And everyone was like, "Go for it." Yes, <laughs> I feel like so, I feel like confirmed everyone, that that works. Confirmed that that works. For those of you that know the reference, if you know, you know. Um. But I feel like that's something that is so obvious yet not practiced enough. So so simple yet so effective. It's so simple. Because if I'm someone in line and someone's like, hey, I need something for the bride, I'm getting out of the way too. I'm like, Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not getting in the way. Gosh, you're gonna get away of something the bride needs on her day? I don't think so. No, yeah, no. They had, they had wings as a as an appetizer or oh, d'oeuvre. Perfect. That was pretty what's cool. the what's the coolest uh, wedding appetizer food that you've had? Like when you're like before the reception, sometimes there's like food out and about. What's the coolest thing you've experienced? Was I don't know. Wing, wings was pretty good. That is pretty banging. I think that's probably like the the best one. I mean, honestly, I didn't have any. My lips were super chapped, and they were hot wings. Oh and, god, yeah. You um, want to start yeah. off like that? And I just I just had um we got we stopped and got some sheets on the way there. So, oh, she, I, okay. sheets, okay. Yeah. Sheets like the like um, the food. Gotcha. Yeah, not like I just ate a whole that's whole bed sheet. I was cut out. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The, the, coolest, the coolest thing I've ever seen uh, was a mashed potato bar. Mm. We would customize mashed we are, potatoes. We are having that. I, I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> put the mashed that potato will be in the, <laughs> Put the mashed potato in the cup and you have all the toppings sour cream, cheese, bacon, chives. 
You know, I, I love mashed potatoes, man. Get ready to have it again, bro. <laughs> I love mashed potatoes. It'll be there. <laughs> I, is the potato the best food? Is it? We've talked about this before, haven't we? I it's just the most versatile. Intense deja sure. vu. For those yeah. of you that have followed us the entire way, if we have we talked about this before? I'm pretty sure we definitely we have. have. It's de- we've definitely talked about potatoes it. have come up. In it's that too movie. versatile to not talk about. It's way it. too versatile. It's like the perfect food. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. But um, what was I going to bring up? Oh, um, but yes, the the weekend that we had also involved some watching of the match. But we will get into that. First things first, uh, did we go through all of the days of the week on Thursday there? Do we even have any this week left? We stopped. I stopped we... because okay. because I didn't want to take out right. from today. Right. Uh, so go. December 13th today is National Cocoa Day, so go drink some cocoa. Some cacao. Uh, I, I know in uh, Pennsylvania, at least in our area, there's they're calling for snow on Thursday. So that's a great day to have some, some cacao. Good um, day. How much snow? Yeah, yeah. so... I, I don't think it's supposed to be much. I think it's supposed to be like sleet, snow, and then into rain. Oh, great. Uh, but it's looking like I'm going to have off on Thursday and Friday. So paychecks are going to be hurting. <laughs> a little bit thin uh, in the next, pocketbook. <laughs> for the next few weeks. So I might have to I might have to hop on that second job that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. Sooner rather yeah. than later. <laughs> hey, once I, once I, once I move into the area, I, Home Depot and Lowe's, whichever one of you hires. Flower, me. flower people. <laughs> we're going to be the flower water. <laughs> I'm in there like somewhere. <laughs> Looking lost. In the and fl- flower's about to get some drink. Um, it's the only thing I know how to do is so just constant watering. Just... <laughs> <laughs> We're just, we should start an Instagram page of just us like watering flowers and like posting pictures of it looking like we're peeing because there's a flower blocking the hose. That should be like our thing that we do when we start when we start working. <laughs> Imagine that's the reason this podcast like gets famous is because of that, not the fat, not the golf stuff. That would be that would be pretty. pretty I'm gonna be honest. I don't think people listen to us for our golf insight. Yeah, I'm be honest. absolutely. Uh, December fourteenth, we have. Uh, I'm gonna try to say this: National Bowl of Day. Don't really know. It looks like some sort of soup. Based on the picture I'm looking at, it looks like soup. Okay. Uh, so happy National Bowl Basi Day. Spell this out. Spell, spell, spell this out for me. We're going to see what we're going to do. Okay. okay. B-O-U-I-L-L-A-B-A-I-S-S-E. All righty. Let's take a look here. Here we go. It is pronounced Booyabase. Booyabase. Oh, here we go now. That sounds a lot fancier than what I was saying. Here we go. Booyabase. 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 Um, so what it is, is, uh, yeah, pretty much like a soup. Uh, classic French fish soup with seafood. Uh, use the freshest possible seafood for this recipe. No shit. Who's, gonna, <laughs> who's going to these recipes being like, ah, like weak old seafood? This Perfect. shrimp's been sitting out for a few days. That should be fine. It goes in the soup. That's just, It has to. It's, this is totally what... The soup needs is we cold shrimp. Um, yeah, it's a little fish soup day. Have fun with that. That looks oh, yeah. like something that you would eat in the winter. It does. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of winter things, uh, it's also on December 15th, National Tea Day. Uh, I've been drinking tea a little bit more often, hot tea. Uh, find it's, it's nice to help me relax at night. Good hot tea, like before you go to bed. 
out cold. Oh, dude, a little bit of honey in there. Oh, with the honey? A little bit of chamomile tea and some honey. Done, son. Sprinkle a little melatonin in the mix, dude. Oh, you're trying to wake up. I struggle to wake up. I struggle to wake up most days because that's my most my normal routine. Is that your is that your evening cocktail? Is that what we're doing? Herbal tea (laughs) with some chamomile and melatonin, little honey on top. (laughs) Dude, such a good sleep. I hate getting up in the morning. Um, God, we are so old. (laughs) I mean, you you don't you don't know how to clear RAM off your computer. We're drinking tea before bed. Oh, God. If you don't drink tea before bed, try it because it's amazing. I Yeah, honestly, try it. I don't do it it's very so often, but when I do, oh. I, I'm, I'm like almost at the point where I do it nightly. As long as I'm home, I do it. And it clears you out too. Like if you're, if like obviously it's the winter, it's stuffy and everything. It clears mm-hmm. you out before you lay down, which it's I know nice. for you is huge because massive. Massive. You you get to breathe out of your nose like once a year, so we're getting better. We're getting better. I got about four. I got about four and a half years left on my recovery. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know when your sinuses are gonna fully recover from all the damage you put them through. I think I, I think I read somewhere that it's like the amount of time that you used it is the amount of time that you need to get back to normal. So it's gonna be a little <laughs> bit of time. <laughs> So check in in like four years and I might be back to where I was before. <laughs> oh my God. Man, it really was a problem, huh? Look at that. Oh yeah. Thought. Oh yeah. Uh, any other days? No, no, we're going to stop there. We're going to stop. We got to get right. into golf talk. I didn't get a chance to watch the match. Cause like, like we said, I was uh, off the grid in Virginia, Indeed. Um, but I did, I did get to hear a little bit about it. I saw some clips. It uh, looked like a good time. Always love some nighttime golf. Um, I think from what I saw, the dynamic was exactly what we expected between JT, Spieth, uh, Rory, and Tiger. And from what I heard, uh, Rory and Tiger got whooped. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so and I'm happy you brought up the nighttime thing because we're definitely going to get into that because I don't really know how I felt about it quite yet. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Rory and Tiger basically just got walloped, never had the lead at any point, only uh, wound up winning one hole. Uh, losing three and two to Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Excuse me. And Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth looked pretty much exactly like they did during the President's Cup. Just not only were they just dominating, but they were just having a blast of a time playing Seems together. Like it. One of my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite things at the end. Uh, they were presenting them with like I guess they're these like little bracelets that say like the match champion or whatever. And Jordan Spieth, not the one I would anticipate to be saying this out loud, because usually I assume JT is better friends with Tiger than Jordan Spieth. But he goes, "Not the only thing better than receiving this right now is standing across from Tiger, and he looks so upset. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Jordan, watch it. <laughs> watch it, big guy. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, it was so, I mean, the banter is exactly what you expected because obviously we had Charles. It was TNT. And, and he was obviously one of the stars of the show, which I do find funny that Charles has seemed to become this full-blown golf uh, character at yeah. this point. 
um, you know, obviously being a basketball player and a basketball, basketball pundit legend. is on the <laughs> TNT. Basically, yeah, basically a basketball legend. It is on the TNT uh, broadcast for all basketball games and stuff. And all of a sudden just turning into a really fun uh, golf commentator. Like, I, if I know that Charles is in the booth, I am way more likely to watch no sure. in the booth. Um, just because I know that he has a good relationship with a lot of these golfers and he's a good time. But I wanted to first talk about the fact that it was at night. So it was a golf course at, fully at night, and there was um, there was head like lights and all that jazz. How did you feel about it? I was kind of torn while watching it about the nighttime thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool because we don't often right. get to see golf at night, mm-hmm. uh, let alone professional golfers play at night. Uh, so I thought it was I thought it was a cool little uh, thing that they did. Um, I'm I'm kind of shocked that they did it though because I feel like I feel like they're not used to playing like that, no. and like I feel like you probably can't see the ball very well after you hit it, and I feel like that kind of takes away from their ability to like judge how they hit a shot. Yeah, um, the I mean maybe it doesn't. I, I don't know because uh, right. as we've as we've discussed at length, I have no idea anything about the scientifics of hitting a golf ball. <laughs> Um, but like, to me, I would assume that that messes it up. Um, and you're talking like, it messes up your <laughs> ability to, to hit a golf ball exactly how you want to. Um, but I think it was a cool idea. And I think it's one of those things where like, it just adds that little bit of extra draw right? because you make it during a prime time when people are sitting on their couches, ready to watch some TV. Um, and if you have to do it at night, then you just throw the lights on. People love watching things under the lights. Friday night lights is a thing. That's um, true. And this time, I guess it was just Saturday Night Lights. Saturday Night Lights on a golf course. So, I mean, I thought they did, like, uh, first of all, whoever was doing the lighting on the course, I think they did an incredible job at actually illuminating. Oh, yeah, it was very lit up. It was it was well lit. I mean, the only the only part I struggled with was uh, tee shots and seeing mm-hmm. them. That's what um, I'm saying. I feel, like, I feel like some of your shots, it's hard to see what's going on. Right. And being, like, professional golfers, like, they know everything there is to know about their shot specifically and i just feel like they they read every single inch of every single shot that they hit and not being able to see it once it leaves the tee i feel like is is tough for them which obviously they can overcome a lot easier than like say we could but um but yeah i mean not being able to see it off the tee obviously is is tough but then i guess once you get to like putting and stuff like that it's probably like awesome like just putting right. under the lights probably feels so cool. You probably oh, yeah, looking like, at the green you probably, under the you probably lights. feel like such a badass putting under the lights. Yeah. Like no one else does that. <laughs> it was it was yeah the the putting and being like on the green. I was like that's that's cool. But I do have to say like whoever organized that at that golf course, I'm assuming it was probably the head groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, really well done on the uh, the light job. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, the at night thing is made for TV. Uh, I'm sure in person it was probably super freaking cool. Yeah. Um. Not sure how made for TV it is. Uh, I guess, like I said, the only thing I struggled to like kind of see all the time was the tee shots. But I digress. The rest of it was pretty well lit, and it looked really cool when they were on the green. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was the uh, the chaos hole is what I'm going to call it. Um. On the what was it? The fifth hole. Fifth hole. I think the fifth hole. Uh, the one club challenge, uh, fourth hole, sorry. Uh, yeah, chaos or true chaos. Um, JT ended up winning the hole with a five wood, but man, was it a wild ride because he bogeyed to win it. And one of, 
one of my favorite things is um he was lining up to what had to be a chip shot that he had to use a five wood basically and you know jordan speeds behind him and he hits it and he just he doesn't even look at the ball flight he just turns around and goes i cooked it I just <laughs> it all, all the way over the green oh my god it was so good and then rory had the one shot that wound up landing in a golf cart and they had to like put it in reverse and like move the golf cart but they didn't know where the key went because the guy whose cart that was wasn't around key was gone which makes sense you're probably not like in a crowd like that you're probably just leaving a key and having like a marshawn lynch situation yeah for sure (laughs) don't want that especially with national tv there yeah, national TV and also yet yeah, like four of the most famous golfers. <laughs> Maybe not True. so much, but there was so many things that were uh, I thought really well done, and I think that to, that to me was one of the best bits was doing the uh, the one club challenge hole. I think that was one of the highlights for me because that's kind of the whole point of this, right? Is to have fun more yeah. than you know have a score. Like obviously JT and Jordan dominated, but. The fun that they were having golfing together, I think, was the biggest takeaway here and probably should be sure. for things like the match. Now, this kind of situation, we talked about it last week with the Tomorrow Sports thing and all that jazz. Uh, we said, you know, we don't think that the match is going to be able to keep up with that and it'll probably fizzle away. But I think there's going to be a lot of huge takeaways here for Tomorrow Sports. I don't think it was a mistake that Rory and uh, Tiger were involved here. I don't think that was a mistake at all. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was. And from what we've gathered and understood so far, it sounds like tomorrow sports is going to be having some nighttime events. Um, So I think Tiger and Rory were definitely taking in everything that was going on. Um, Like we said, probably tough to see the tee shots. They're probably the whole time they were probably thinking, how can we make this better when we have tomorrow sports like we don't want people not to be able to see it, obviously. So like, is there a way we can fix the lighting? Should we use different golf balls, like stuff like that? Um, Their minds were probably going the whole time and seeing how loose they were at the same time is, is impressive to me because oh yeah, if, if I'm thinking as much as they probably were the whole time, I'm not playing great. And obviously they didn't play great, but they still had a good time. Um, But yeah, the whole time I, I imagine they were just like basically planning out tomorrow's sports. Right. And obviously, like, that probably wasn't at the forefront of their mind. They're, they're competitors. They wanted to win the match and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But it, they definitely had to have some sort of mind power going towards that. Sure. Because, like I said, obviously not a mistake and not an oversight by the PGA Tour and Tory, uh, and Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy to be involved in something like this. Because you are directly going to be creating something that's probably going to be somewhat similar to what yeah. we've seen from the matches. So. Uh, I, that's definitely something that I immediately thought about. Uh, and I was like, good on them and the PGA tour to be like, let's have these guys do it now. Take some notes, take some takeaways from what that looks like, especially the night part. Yeah. And see how that can be improved in the tomorrow sports thing. Because remember the PGA tour is directly involved in that. It's not just Rory and tiger and all the other people supporting the PGA tour is a a direct member of that. And it's going to be a contributor. So that is definitely going to be interesting. I'm fascinated to see what they kind of do with that, considering what this looked like at night on a golf course, nine-hole match. This could be a huge factor in the tomorrow sports thing, um, and we'll have to see how that ends up going. But, um, yeah, match was super cool. It was pretty much everything that we anticipated. Um, 
One one final takeaway here, and this one's actually a little bit negative. Um, I understand that you always want to keep the mics hot and you, you want um, to hear everything they're saying to each other, which is great, and I agree. However, there is so much quiet time. True. And, you know, like the guys in the booth don't want to start speaking and miss something that the guys on the course say. And it's all about that kind of timing, right? But that's hard to do oh, yeah. when you guys are in the booth and have your own natural timing and those guys are on the golf course and just having conversation with each other, yeah. right? So I don't know if there should be some sort of music involved or what. Um, and I know the entire thing, the whole purpose of it really is to be live. Like that's half the reason. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to have like playback and stuff like that. But I really think maybe moving forward for the broadcast sake, having some playback on some things might be the smarter move because it just felt quiet a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's one of those things that as at least as the match is concerned, they probably haven't really considered that because it's mostly just for charity. So they don't really care. Right. Um, their sponsors are still paying no matter what. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely could benefit from maybe playback like that. And again, tomorrow sports might be thinking about that as a, as a way to make it better and improve it. Uh, I do have a question um, about the match. Okay. Um, as far as quiet time goes, I find myself repeatedly, like at least a few times a month, probably coming back to the videos of Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart narrating the Olympics. Yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts would be <laughs> as Snoop Dogg in the booth for one of these events. Oh, that horse crip walking. Look at, look at the horse <laughs> crip walking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look, curious, think, I'm curious how you think that would go. <laughs> look, Snoop Dogg's done a hockey broadcast once. Uh, and it was a second period game in like 2016. And Snoop Dogg was in the booth for the entire second period. And my God, it is so funny. You can find the you can find the film on YouTube. It's funny as hell. Like I just um, I can't imagine. Like to me, I feel like the dynamic between like him and Charles Barkley would be the greatest thing ever. It'd be so good. It would be so I feel like we've talked about this almost at length on the podcast, but the more like crazy, funny type shit that you do, the better. Oh yeah, um, and that's especially with events like this, yeah, that's what's going to draw the attention. If people are like, Snoop Dogg is going to be in the booth for a golf match, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch at least a hole or two of that. Yeah, just like give me like Snoop Dogg, Charles Barkley, and Shaq. <laughs> I'm watching it for them, oh, and yes, I know sure. Tiger, Rory, and JT are all out there. Uh, yeah, you know that that's something that uh, a would be awesome. Uh, B, I think you're totally right. You have to kind of look at these opportunities. For everything, just throw anything at the wall that you think. Yeah, I mean, this is a great works. time to experiment yeah. because, like mm -hmm. I said, no matter what, your sponsors are still giving the money to charity. Like, it doesn't matter in the long run. It doesn't matter how they do viewer wise. Like, obviously, you want it to do good, but like these sponsors are already invested, right? So, like, as long as you're getting like enough viewers to the point where the sponsors aren't going to get mad, like, try things, get yeah. new people in the booth, get new people on the course. Um, how did you feel about the fact that it was four golfers this time? Uh, I didn't. I mean, I know we've had it before, but like, as opposed to like when we had Josh Allen and stuff on, like, what do you, what'd you like better? Just out of curiosity. I kind of like the four golfers better, honestly. And I think that might be a hot take, but I kind of like the four golfers more than the uh, two pros and two non-pros. Mm -hmm. uh, just because A, the golf was like obviously way better in that aspect and also it always felt like there was like an actual match going on like in the back of everybody's mind it's like yeah rory and tiger are pissed they're down 
two right yeah. now in this match. Yeah. You know? Um, and you could you could tell like as much as they were having fun, like there was the one time where uh, Tiger kept putting his cart shadow on JT's ball. I saw that video. Yeah, head games. I think you sent it to me. Head games. Um, it, it's just it, it, things like that where it always felt like there was also the match going on. Sometimes when it was like, uh, especially the Josh Allen one, that never felt like they were competing like at all. Like it was a fun watch. Don't get me wrong. Like they're fun athletes to yeah. enjoy watching do anything athletic, but it never felt like there was like an intensity to it. Mm -hmm. This one, there was definitely, there was like, I wouldn't say a snarl, but there was, there was some intensity in this one. And I think JT and Jordan were real pleased with themselves as how they were playing. Cause Mm -hmm. man, they were lights out in the greens. They were just putting putts down like left and right. But uh, yeah, I think I kind of prefer the four golfers, you know? Yeah. Now, like, if you did like a kids version of this, like get some of the youth for like around the around the yeah. sport right now and there. So you get uh like Victor Hovland and uh um oh get uh get Victor Hovland, you can get Xander Shoffley, he's pretty young. Um oh why am I just blanking on any golfers' names right now? <laughs> We're in the off season. I know, right? My, my Shepard, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns, Sahith Figala. Oh yeah, Sahith. Recent Figala. winner of uh, what's oh, Max, it called? Max Homa. Max Homa. Freaking duh. Um, you know it. This you could do that with a lot of like the younger guys too, and I think it would be really enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah, I just I think I'd prefer the uh, the four golf. What about you? Do, do you have a preference at that at all, or me? I don't really have a preference. I I think. Um, I don't know. To me, watching the entirety of the match is a little much. Uh, it might be because, like you said, the quiet time. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like lulls and stuff like that, and that might just be the thing for me. Um, I like to pay attention to it loosely when I do when I do get a chance to watch it, and then when they do the interesting things like the one club challenge, like stuff like that, longest drive, like those things, I'll I'll kind of hone in on. And uh, make sure that I'm paying attention for all that because I like to see that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but just in general, like it's one of those things um, where it's like watching every shot of that. Not quite as interesting because, like you said, there is so much time in between. Like when we watch a PGA Tour event, there's 120 golfers. They, there's always going to be shots on TV um, no matter what, as opposed to here. There's only four guys. So when we're on a long par five, there's going to be time in between. Right. And it's not super easy to fill that time no it's not and it's hard to find like i said it's hard to find the timing in in trying yeah. to fill that time because you don't want to just like cut to like uh something in the booth and miss like super, something like super funny or something super yeah. pivotal in the match you know um because in between shots obviously when usually the broadcast kind of takes over until the next shot is when you get the sound bites and you don't want to yeah. step all over that because that's half the point that people are watching. So exactly, that, that's that's a tough thing on its own, and that's obviously something that uh, not only with the more matches that happen, they'll figure out, and then with tomorrow's sports, I'm sure that's something that they'll take into account as well. Definitely. Um, that's all I have from the match, uh, unless you have anything. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so we're oh, gonna look forward here. To the PNC Championship, something that we've talked about pretty much since last year's PNC Championship because of uh, one specific child who will be playing. 
Um, but obviously, this is one of the cooler tournaments that uh, goes on uh, from the PGA Tour. Uh, it is a bunch of PGA Tour pros and LPGA Tour pros, as Nellie Corda is going to be golfing with uh, her father. Um, and it's one of those things, father, son, family member, non-family member. I think Bubba Watson's doing it with his caddy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just a cool event uh, that happens every year. And really, I feel like it's a who can beat Justin and Mike Thomas. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, I, they, they won last year and they just did it in demanding fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest news, obviously, Charlie Woods is back with his father, Tiger. Um, I think that we are going to see not just a dominant Charlie Woods like we saw last year. I'm talking about something vicious kind of Charlie. Like, I think Tiger and Charlie win this tournament, and it's because of Charlie. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility because Charlie's at that age where he's starting to become, like, he's he's going to be hitting puberty if he hasn't already. And he's going to start to grow. He's going to start to get stronger. He's going to just start to be able to like hit that next level of sports that every, like obviously that everybody can, can hit that point. Um, when you get to the the age that he's at, he's 14 now, right? Uh, 13, 13, 14. Like it's when you start to hit puberty. That's when you start to like fully start to understand sports and stuff. And like, and I, I just think that it's so easy for him at this point to be able to just take that huge jump that we know he's capable of with yep. his father being Tiger Woods. Um, so yeah, this year, I think we're going to see like a whole new Charlie Woods from what we saw last year. And then especially like next year, if they're pl- playing again, Charlie's 14, the next year he's 15, like 14, 15. I think, That's I think he's better than muscle. anybody out there. Yeah. I think he's better than anybody out there. If he, if they're still playing together at 14, 15, it obviously depends on how Tiger's doing. Right. Um, but if they're still playing when when Charlie becomes 14, 15, even 16, like it's not even going to be close. Not even remotely close. Because already right now he's he's giving those guys a run for their money and it's just him. Yeah, ready 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 for this. Um one of the sound bites from the match was Tiger admitting that Charlie Woods had outdrove him. He said, "Quote, I hate to say it, but I'm going to admit it. Uh he finally did it a few weeks ago. I spun one and he tomahawked one and got me." That's a full-grown adult getting out driven by a 13-year-old. Yeah. Now, granted, it is a hurt Tiger Woods. I get that. But you can guarantee that man's still getting it out there 275, 290. And, and a prodigy child. <laughs> and the prodigy child. <laughs> what you're telling me is even, like, if Tiger, like, because Tiger's saying that he, he kind of, like, towed it a little bit, you know, yeah. obviously. It's, I guarantee it's still going 250. That means oh, yeah. that a 13-year-old. 250 plus out of the tee box. Oh, yeah. No, there's no shot that, that he's not what? hitting at least 250. And he's still getting the tee advantage because he's 13. Yeah. What? Like, that's that's just. I hope that, he just drives. Is... Like, I just hope he drives every green this week. Every single green. <laughs> I want it so bad. It would be so funny. Into... Remember, I mean, we we talked about it during the during the season, uh, you know, this last PGA season with uh, Charlie Woods playing in the PGA Tour Kids uh, tournament events. He won like seven out of eight times or something like this. Something uh, some ridiculous. Something stat. crazy, yeah. The kid's nuts. Okay, yeah. he's going to probably be better than his dad, and that is insanity. You ready for this one? I actually I saw this stat. Um, current world number one is Rory McIlroy, right? If he yeah. if he stayed. At world number one until 2030 from today, 
he would still be 200 weeks shy of Tiger's world number one record. Yeah. What? Crazy. Crazy town. That's, that's, um, that's, that's, that's do you good. know? Do you know what age they they make you move back from the kids' tees? Uh, actually, I believe it is sixteen. Um, let me look here. That's uh, just unfair. When do T uh, place? If Charlie Woods gets to hit from the children's tees until he's sixteen years old, he's going to be unstoppable in those kids' events. Um. Okay. Here we go. Um. 18 for women and 16 for men. Yep. No way. Dad, that's nuts. Charlie's Charlie's going to dominate. It's going to happen. Like here's 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 what I hope happens. All right. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of hoping you were going to say 16. We get to the PNC this week. Charlie drives the green on every single hole because he has that distance advantage and he's just amazing. He's got that dog in him. So next year when they play, they specifically say that he has to play from the other tees. Nah, bro, you're not that would back. be so good. <laughs> that would be so good if he did that this week. And they next year they were like, you know what? I know you're two years behind where you would need to move back, but you, you just gotta. Like, <laughs> you gotta get your ass back there. Can we, that would can be, be so this. funny. That would be <laughs> so funny. Can't be having this is starting to get a bit a bit weird. All right, you gotta be go. so good. 14 years old shooting from the amateur men's tees. Absolute monstrosity. That'd be so funny. That's it's awesome just to watch it unfold in front of our eyes. And we thought it like it was like weird when we saw it at last year's PNC. Everybody was like, Oh my god, Charlie this, Charlie that, Charlie this. Obviously, we we're all like, all right, let's see what happens in a year. You know, he's finally going to start uh, being in the PGA Junior program. Let's find out, like, his actual season and how it goes. Wins, like, pretty much every tournament he plays in. Mm-hmm. Clearly outdrives everybody. Is just a better golfer than anyone on the PGA Junior Tour just by leaps and bounds. And now he's back and outdriving his father. I don't see how anybody, other than the the Thomases and, like, the Trevinos, I think they're a pretty mm-hmm. solid team. Maybe the Cordas. I don't see how anybody has even a chance. If Charlie's hitting greens out of the tee box, they, they too sounds, much for birdie. Which sounds plausible on a short par four. Yeah. He's going to get a, enough of a distance advantage that it's possible. Like, you can put the tee wherever. Remember last year we watched him do this weird uh, hook draw with a three wood to the front of the green <laughs> out of the tee box. Like, that was that was a year ago. And you have to remember 12 to 13 is such a physical leap. Yeah. You know, you're he's probably like six inches, maybe seven inches taller now. Has probably more I don't muscle, know about muscle six or base. Seven, but... but I think it depends on how quickly he yeah. he grows. I mean, um six or seven is a lot though. Yeah, but you and Phil like skyrocketed like six inches in sixth grade. In a year? You guys got way taller than me. I was the tallest out of the three of us. Okay. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I'm still scarred by this. Okay. <laughs> still so funny. <laughs> Aggravating. Okay. <laughs> it was so fun. And I'm the shortest one here. I'm not even six foot. Um, but yeah, I look 15, 16, when like he's probably hitting the gym, probably actually gaining muscle, maybe knows a thing or two about solid diet and how to be an athlete. It's over. It's over yeah. for everybody. No shot. 
hang the clubs up because it's it's just the Charlie Wood show and we're here to witness it. That's it. Yep. I do think it's going to be quite funny though watching him uh, go through like the Q school process and all that jazz. Oh yeah. Do you think there would be a there would be a uh, Woods family exemption type of deal where he An doesn't have to go process? Probably. Yeah, where he doesn't have to go through the Q school and then go through the Corn Ferry. Honestly, I don't think there would be. But oh. here's the thing. Right. It doesn't matter. No. Because he's going to go to those events and those tours and he's just going to dominate and then he's just going to get there. Like, yeah. he's probably going to, he's probably going to get a sponsor's exemption for the open or so, the US Open oh, or something yeah, he can like that when he's like 16, that, yeah. 17. Yep. And then once he's able to, he's going to go to the Corn Ferry Tour. He's going to win like four straight and then they're going to just give him his card. I'm interested to see what kind of path he takes, uh, honestly, when it comes to whether he decides to do amateur professional or go to college. Because out of Tiger's buddies, who would be basically the three guys, like the three guys that Tiger golfed with at the match are basically his three buddies. I mean, mm-hmm. JT and Rory a bit more than Jordan Spieth, but you get what I'm saying. And Rory McIlroy went to college, and so did uh, Justin Thomas, and so did Jordan Spieth. Like, they all went to the college mm-hmm. route. Um, so I'm interested to see if that's the route that Charlie ends up taking or if he takes the amateur professional route. Um, because I, I believe if you play college golf, you get to, if you qualify based off of like your scores and stuff while playing in college, Yeah, I believe you get to skip the Q school and go right to the corn ferry. I will say this. Yeah. Charlie is going, if he, go, if he decides to go to college, he's going to be the richest college athlete probably ever. Um, His NIL with, deal is gonna be nuts. With, yeah, with the fact that they can make money off of their like likeness and name now, he's gonna get a million sponsorships, and he's he's gonna have a full scholarship yep. from whatever school he goes to because he's oh, yeah. gonna get offered a full scholarship from every school in the United States. Probably, yep. he's gonna be able to go wherever he wants. He's gonna get all these sponsors from Nike and pretty much, I guess, whoever whoever Tiger is sponsored by. Like, he's probably just gonna get all of them. Well, here's the thing. If your dad's sponsored by Nike, why would you not just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Nike too? Like, Well, Nike's just gonna take him. They're gonna be like, hey, Woods, come on over. You basically have the greatest um, sports brand wanting yeah. to have your name attached to them. Yeah. It's hey. gonna be crazy. He's gonna be the richest college athlete of all time if he decides to go, and it's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be awesome. Because he doesn't need any of the money. <laughs> No, he doesn't. His dad's Tiger, right? And also, probably <laughs> in his career, he's going to make billions of dollars. You know, like, mm-hmm. he, he'll he be all right, you know? Yeah. Um, ah, he's just so he's so excited to watch. I'm I'm excited to watch the PNC and see some of his highlights because I know gonna he's going to turn it on this weekend. He's going to be a monster. Um, you know on Thursday, it's going to be like in the middle of the day on a Thursday, your phone's going to be like, boom, it's like uh, Charlie Woods <laughs> drives the ball 300 yards to the green. It's like... Of course he did. Why do Why do we think that he would? Are you Are you thinking that that wouldn't happen? Or yeah, like is this a surprise type of deal? Or are you just trying to alert me? You know. Um, yeah, the PNC is going to be cool. That starts on Thursday and then goes through the weekend. Uh, obviously, just watch it for Charlie Woods, folks. It's going to be just so fun to watch. Um, last bit of stuff here before we wrap up this uh, surprisingly short episode of the podcast. Uh, it is December, though, folks, and the PGA Tour isn't back till January. So bear with us here. Um, there was a scramble team, and I don't, I don't know if it was a charity tournament. Was it a charity tournament? I have no idea. But this scramble team posted a forty-six that included an ace on a par four an albatross, and four eagles, and 12 birdies. 
seems legit to me. Listen. You know, <laughs> here's the thing, right? I want to ask you this. Four-man scramble, obviously the scores are supposed to be low, right? And there is, at every one of these four-man scramble tournaments, there's somebody that comes in with a card that's 12 under, and you're like, that's, that you're lying. That's fucking absurd. Um, but that lie is not as bad as a 46. Yeah. That is you really want us, you really expect us to believe that you shot 23 or 25 under par, depending on what the par of the course was? Absolutely no. not. Yeah. No. Because that's. Or 24, 26, I guess. That is banana lance. And also, you didn't even plan it out well. You banana. put a you put an ace on a par four, and you just threw an albatross in there for what? How did you think you were gonna get away with this? <laughs> Honestly, if you actually put if you actually put a birdie on every hole, that is far more believable than whatever this is. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's literally it. Like the, if you just put a birdie on every hole, then people are like, wow, you all had a really good day, I guess. Because like honestly, if we put four of the best, if we put Tiger, Rory, JT, and and Justin out there, they probably shoot birdie on every hole. They're professional yeah. golfers. It makes sense. But the, <laughs> the chances of having an albatross and an ace thrown in there too with all of those birdies for non-professional golfers, why are you guys not on tour? Yeah. Like, why, what What are you doing? Like, clearly, there's a lie. And, and here's the thing. I don't know what the prize pool was or or what have you, but it's like, what's the point? Why are we doing this? You're a yeah. charity four-man scramble golf event. The thing that you should be worried about is hanging out with your buddies, getting drinks, and you know that there's the there's the fun stuff on like the longest drive hole mm-hmm. and the and the close to the pin. Worry about that stuff. Don't go worrying about posting a 46 as a lie to just yeah. what be just feel better about yourself. This is folks, if you're if you're doing charity golf tournaments, right? And I'll be doing one in April. Um, don't, don't be these people. Just don't do it. Cause it's no fun for anybody. Now no. you're going to be the ones, especially around that town. I don't know where it is. I don't know these people's names, but no one's going to want to golf with you. No one's going to want to golf with you. Your face is all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. In that town, the, the news from that club is going to spread to other clubs. Here's the thing. And when we know this and other people know this, and it's a weird thing that we didn't really know until you kind of get into golf. The clubs in a certain like community, like especially within like a 20 mile radius, they all know each other. Yeah. And they all talk. Okay. Yep, yep. Now the one club has this information, just shared it with probably 15 to 20 other clubs, depending on mm-hmm. how many golf co- uh, golf courses you have in your area. And those golf courses might not even want you to be golfing w- at their course. Yeah. And like, obviously you're going to be able to go and just golf there. But like, if right. you try to join another charity scramble, they're going to be like, no, we don't want you here. Exactly. Because it just it defeats the the spirit and purpose of the game. Like we're it's not that serious. No. If if you're that good, go play professionally. Go actually that's, make that's all it comes yeah. down to. If you're good enough that your four man scramble can shoot a forty six, you should definitely be on tour, all of you. Yeah. because uh, professional golfers probably wouldn't do that. No. And that and you know, it's it just it makes you ask all for what? You know, just yeah. what what's the point? What is the point? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. But I did see a TikTok of uh, like somebody who was in the part of that uh, tournament, kind of like drive the cart past the guy's car, and was like, "So, what are you guys thinking about going professional?" And he like threw he like threw a shoe at him or something. It was funny, but uh, um, I did see don't do that, people. Don't do I that. did see. I think it was um, group chat golf memes, 
Um, I think I saw that they tracked down one of the guys on the scramble team and had him on their podcast. So I might have to go. Oh, no way. Yeah. I might have to go listen to that. I think that was, yeah, that might be a listen. They posted something about it earlier. Um, let me see if I can find it. Group chat golf. Yeah, it was group chat golf. Um, so maybe go listen to that. I'm definitely going to go listen to that because I got to hear this. I, I need, I need a reason. Yeah. Give me a reason. Wow. Okay. Well, after you're done listening to this episode, folks, go ahead and go over there and listen. Um, For sure. But other than that, I'm kind of out of news here unless you have anything. Nothing really. Watch the PNC this weekend. Charlie's oh, yeah. going to kill it. Uh, we Charlie's don't have any do exactly PGA Tour golf says. until the beginning of January. So. Yep. Yeah, and but then beginning of January, we get the Hawaii swing. So, like, that's going to be get the love tournament Hawaii. champions, all the fun stuff. I love that course every year. It's just mm-hmm. so beautiful. Um. Would that a bucket list would be totally golfing in Hawaii? That's, For sure, that's sure. so on the bucket list. But For sure. as far as right now is concerned, I can't afford that. And the podcast's coming to an end here. So thank you as always for listening, guys. Uh, the support that you guys show us is great. Um, again, uh, if you guys enjoyed the uh, live stream thing, um, let us know. We can probably do it better than we did. That was kind of just kind of a thrown together on a whim type of deal. We figured we could do it and we, we decided no, why not. But if you guys liked it, let us know. We can probably do it a bit better in the future. Um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at from the tips underscore pod and on Twitter at FTT underscore pod. Um, go ahead and follow those because that's where you guys will hear from us. That's where you'll see our lives if we keep doing them. And that's where you hear all the information about the podcast is there. Uh, as always, again, thank you so much for listening and we out. Thanks guys. See you later.